Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Doing this morning, Hillary, Candice, Vicky. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Frida. How doing this morning? Hey, Tracy. Hey, Vaughn. Besties on. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Thea. Good morning. Hey, Connie. How y'all doing this morning? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We are YouTube Live, Facebook Live, Instagram Live. And I don't have a t-shirt on (laughs) this morning because I was cold. I needed a sweatshirt on. So welcome and good morning um, to you this morning. Couple quick announcements. Do not forget about Pillow Talk. Um, December the 14th, uh, registrations have been coming in. I don't want you to miss that. I don't want you to think um, that it's just, okay, it's going to be good. Uh, A few people have been emailing me saying, hey, can you reserve me a spot? I promise you I'm going to pay it December the 1st. And if that is you, shoot us an email so we can do that for you. We don't want you to miss this opportunity. God is going to do something very special. Also, November the 17th, if you're looking for a refresh or a pickup, my pastor is doing a life class this Saturday, Pastor Cheryl's life class. And I'm telling you, the the impartation from this woman of God just changes lives. My ministry sits under her ministry and it has just changed my life. And so that's in Pine Bluff. The tickets are $25. You can DM me and get a ticket from me. I just saw my best friend log on. She's doing a vision board party December the 1st. You can get with her if you need help um, with your vision for next year. Um, Definitely see her for that. And um, I'm ready this morning. Um, I am... uh, I'm in a different zone this morning. I feel like I've been in heart surgery. And um, what I need to share with you is essential for you to continue to move forward. It's essential. Um, I taught something and I'm going to have Jess pull it up. I taught something on matters of the heart. Um, It is probably one of the most popular coffee and conversations that um, I have ever taught. It's available on YouTube. It's ranked up high. If you have never, ever, ever, and even if you already have ever watched Matters of the Heart, when we shut down today, um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to try to snatch it and upload it on the podcast as well. If you've never watched Matters of the Heart, I need you to go watch Matters of the Heart because it coincides with what I'm going to teach you today. God dealt with me strongly yesterday about um, some things that I had allowed to get in my heart. Um, It is very easy. Uh, We don't realize it. Um, We assume, again, based on our point system, 
that we're doing absolutely everything we're supposed to do. But if we don't allow the word to come in and convict us and show us things in our heart, we will miss things the Lord is the, the things that the Lord are trying to show us or demonstrate in us and demonstrate through us. So please be open this morning, be receptive and put on your spiritual ears. Don't assume that you understand anything. Be receptive to what the Lord is showing us this morning, because if your heart is in the right position, then you're going to feel like I felt this morning. I felt like heart surgery. I felt like I was in heart surgery this morning. I felt like um, God was doing something. I understood when David asked the Lord in Psalms 51, creating me a new heart. So I'm telling you, God is prepared to do something for you so that you can walk in the fullness of what God wants you to walk into this morning so that you can level up and elevate yourself, not in, not, not to exalt yourself, not to exalt yourself. Um, the Lord showed me the other day, God, Jesus made himself no respect of a person and God exalted him in due time. All this fluff, this filler, this self-exaltation, all this stuff that we've been doing. If your heart is the heart of God, if your heart is the heart of God, we'll never operate at that level. And so I um, I was real repent, repentant this morning. I had to be real repentant this morning. He showed me some places and ways where I had been selfish and I had to um, adjust my thinking where love is concerned. I had to adjust my thinking. And so today's Coffee and Conversations is God's love is. And I need y'all to do me a favor. Even if this hurts this morning, don't get off. Don't get off. Just hold on. God is going to do something special for you. Don't don't get off. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't let him pull you away. Don't let him make you um, think, oh, I've had this. I've heard about. I'm telling you, God is going to do something very special in us. There are some dead places and some dry places in you that need to be resurrected, that need to be elevated in kingdom thinking and kingdom things. God needs to do uh, a a new thing in you. There are some places your heart has been clogged and there are some places that your heart has been conditioned to think a certain way and to process a certain way. And the reason that you've been feeling the pressure and the stress and the overwhelming in certain situations and with certain people, it's not really about the people. It's because your heart has not been in the right place. Your heart has not been in the right place. Your heart has not been in your right place. And if your heart was in the right place, then your response to those that you connect to or are supposed to connect to will be completely, totally different. And so we're going to pray. And then I'm going to ask you to repeat something after me. Father God, we thank you for the word. I already feel the Holy Spirit. Lord, I, we thank you for the word on this morning. We thank you, Father God, for the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this devotional this morning. Lord, we thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for the wisdom that only comes from up above. We thank you, Father God, for your power and protection, for your clarity, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for you revealing mysteries to us, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, for dealing with us from a very selfless place. Father God, we just love you, praise you, bless you, and thank you. 
in Jesus name. Amen. So I need you to repeat after me this morning. This is the scripture we are going to confess over ourselves. Um, it's Ezekiel 36, 26, and it says, I will give you a new heart. So Lord, I need you to give me a new heart. <laughs> Put a new spirit in me. Remove from me my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Lord, I need you to give me a new heart. Lord, I need you to put a new spirit in me. Remove from me my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. Psalms 51 and 10 says, creating me a new heart. <laughs> Lord, creating me a new heart. And God, renew a right spirit in me. Creating me a new heart and renewing not ask ask him this morning. Ask him as we are working through this devotional, as we are walking through this part. Lord, I need a new heart. I need to love your kind of way. I need to receive your kind of way. And I'm gonna tell you something. You can only receive this by the Spirit. This isn't a point system. This isn't a work edit thing. This is the only way you're gonna really be able to receive this. Is that you receive this by the spirit. Look at what it says in both scriptures. Psalms 51 and 10, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Ezekiel 36, 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You got to ask the Lord for these and be open and receptive. And the reason that I came to this, because we're still trekking through um, Ephesians, is when we got to Ephesians 3 and 17, it says, then Christ will make his home in your heart. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so I titled today, God is God's love is, and I'm telling you, God's love is the thing that completes you. God's love is the thing that completes you. God's love is the thing that's working, trying to work inside of you. God's love is the thing that pulls all that funky stuff up out of you. It's his love that's going to transform you. It's his love that's going to change you. It's his love that's going to mold you. It's his love that's going to keep you. It's his love that's going to evolve you. This is not based on your point system or the knowledge of what you thought you understood about love. A lot of the love that we've been receiving or trying to understand or to operate in is filial love or eros love. That's brotherly love. And I'm telling you that love can only be operated in your natural heart. It can only be operated in your natural heart. The love that we most likely operate in, that our hearts are compelled to operate in is filial or areas, filial brother, sexual love. And I've really been standing on love lately. That's what our natural heart only has the capacity to in, operate in. It's friendly, it's effective, but I need you to understand something. That type of love, that type of love, and that's what I wrote this morning, is not going to go out of its way to make sure that you're okay. 
That type of love is not going to go out of its way to make sure you're okay. That type of love is only going to operate when it feels like it's getting something reciprocated and returned to you. And that's just not what God's love is. And if God has compelled us to love him first and then to love others, then probably the way that we've been loving each other and the way we've been receiving love is not correct. And the reason that we haven't really been able to receive love from God the way we need to receive love from God is because we don't even understand what that love is. We don't even understand what that love is. We don't understand how selfless that love is. God's love is the only love. <laughs> Listen to me. God's love is the only love that expresses itself regardless of the response of the person. God's love is the only love that expresses itself regardless of the response of the person. You will know that you're operating in God's love when you can express it regardless of where, whether or not the person responds to the love you give or not. It is not conditional. It is not immeasurable. You cannot count it up. It's not based on what I did for you and what you did for me. And the only way that this love is going to manifest and that you're going to be able to receive this love in your life is that Christ take root in your heart. The only way that this root, this is going to take root in your heart is that you digest this word daily. You digest this word. I'm telling you, you digest this word. Is that God's love is the only love that expresses itself regardless of the response of the person. When a person is filled with the God kind of love, regardless of how you act, regardless if you treat me, regardless of how you talk about me, regardless of how you treat me, my love for you is unconditional and not based. The world will give you a perceptive telling you all these different things of how you should respond to people, how we should play games with people. And that is not God's love, nor is that his will for us who are Christians. We are here to reconcile, to disciple. Do not forget where you came from. We talked about that. Do not forget where you came from. Do not forget how he loved you. I'm getting ready to do not forget where you came from. Do not forget your desperate moments. Do not forget when you were in despair. Do not forget how trifling you were being. Do not forget that because the only time we judge a person at that is because we forgot where we came from. We forgot who we were. We forgot how much we needed unconditional love. We forgot how patient we needed people to be with us, how patient God, God needed. It's, it's, can I tell you something? I need you to really repeat after me when I say this. It is not, it is not, it is not what I, it is, it doesn't matter what I think of anybody. It doesn't matter what I think. It only matters what God thinks of others. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Your opinion about me, about anyone else does not matter. It does not matter. It doesn't matter what you think of somebody. It doesn't matter what you think of their business. It doesn't matter what you think about how they carry themselves. It does not matter. The Lord, I've been way more quiet lately, way more quiet lately. And the Lord showed me, and I said, what's going on here? I love to talk. He said, wisdom is coming into you. 
wisdom understands you ain't always got to be talking and always saying because if you're always talking and saying you're more likely to sin so your quietness is becoming because you're realizing how casual and reckless your conversations have been you've been how casual and reckless your conversations have been so i'm telling you god's love is immeasurable you can't count it up I want, I want to give you something and I'm going to share a little bit of something for you. And then I want you to see this from 1 Corinthians 13, 4. I want you to hear this today with your spiritual ears. When Simon Peter was, Simon was at his house and the woman comes in and we already know this woman is a prostitute and we're in Luke, the seventh chapter. And she's standing there and she's looking at Christ. And it was customary for them to wash Christ to wash a person's feet when they came in the house. Well, Simon did not wash Jesus's feet. And this woman is standing there and she is broken. And she, you can't even speak of her sin. It wasn't even for you to speak of her sin. And this woman is broken and she is destitute and she is standing there and I can see her. And I'm sure she's full of tears and she's overwhelmed and she's been consumed with sin and she was lustful and she's a prostitute and she's standing there and she's watching. Watching Jesus and see there is something about the love of Christ that when Jesus or God is in the proximity when Jesus or God is a proximity there is a brokenness that will come over you whether you feel like it when you're in the presence of the power of God there's a brokenness that will come over you whether you feel like it or not and she's standing there and she's got this little bottle of oil and she and I can see her letting her hair down and she's looking at Jesus and they hadn't washed his feet and he's laid back and his feet are dirty and she bows down in front of Jesus and she begins to cook to to do what they would consider to be a heinous act. She wasn't even supposed to be in the house with them. She wasn't even supposed to be in the house with them. And she bows down and she pours out this oil and she begins to wash and cleanse Jesus's feet with her hair and this little bit of oil. Like she's given Jesus all she's got. She's broken. She's destitute. And everybody in the room is aghast. They're like, oh my gosh, here it is, the prostitute. Because that's what she was here. And I, I'm, I'm sure many of them had experienced her personally. Here she is, the prostitute. Here she is, the prostitute. Here she is, the broken woman at Jesus's feet. Oiled, oiling it up, washing it with her hair, washing it with her tears. And Simon is like, what is going on? on here basically i'm paraphrasing what is going on here and jesus begins to give simon this parable about debts right about debts and he gets in but i want you to get this one significant verse at the end of the scripture jesus says he who has forgiven little loves little that's what he tells simon he who has forgiven little loves little loves real little. And so a lot of times we can't conceive what God's love is because we have forgiven so little. So we love so little. We love so little. We're not loving in this stay all agape love. We're loving in this filio and this eros kind of love. And because we're loving in this filio and eros kind of love, it's real conditional. And so we don't love people. And you can always tell when God's love is present. When God's love is present, forgiveness is present. 
Forgiveness is present. Forgiveness is present. When God's love is present, forgiveness is present. Forgiveness is present. And so I'm sure he, he wrecked Simon because I'm sure Simon who walked with Jesus thought he was at some level over this woman. And God was like, and Jesus was asking him, he said, which, which, what do you think is more grateful? A person who is forgiven of a lot of debt or a little debt? And Simon said, probably the person that's forgiven of a lot of debt. He said, you're so wise. You're so, that's what he told him. He said, good, you answered correctly. So this woman who's at my feet needed to experience my unimmeasurable, always forgiving kind of love always forgiven for kind of love. And so I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to tell you today, God's love doesn't look like what we've been operating in. God's love doesn't look, it don't look like that. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that. We are not to be conditionally loving. We are to embrace his heart and love people. I'm telling you, I had to get on my face this morning and repent for how I had treated some people, treated some circumstances and treated some situations. And it wasn't a condemning love. It was a convicting love that says, if I'm going to love like my father, if I'm going to reconcile people back to the cross, if I'm going to demonstrate his love on this earth and let people know that they're worthy, people already broken, people already broken, people already consumed, people already overwhelmed. When you experience love from a person that doesn't, it, it was never created to feel you. When you experience love from a person and it ain't right, it's because that person doesn't know how to love you. It's because that person doesn't know how to love you. They don't know how to love you. Most people don't know how to love. I'm telling you, for, for a couple of years now, I've been studying love. And now these next few days with an intensity, God's love is immeasurable. God's love is unconditional. And the only way we're going to operate in that kind of love is that we receive it by his spirit and we abandon everything we ever thought love was. Love, everything we thought love was. The reason we so reckless with people, we mistreat people, we um, can haphazardly um, do anything to anybody is because we don't understand the measure of God's love. So I can't hold you accountable for your foolishness because you didn't understand what God's love was. Most of us don't love in the capacity that God loved. We don't love like that. We don't love unconditionally. He who has forgiven little loves little. And so I want to challenge you. We're going over to 1 Corinthians 13. And I want you to hear this today. And I want you to receive this from this way. We've read this scripture using this measurement as a tool of how we're supposed to love people. But I need you to hear this scripture from the perspective that this is how God loves you. This is how God loves you. One, love is patience. God's love is patient and it is kind. God's love is not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not rude and it's not proud. God's love does not at any time demand its own way. It is never irritable. It is never irritable. It keeps no records of being wrong. It has no list of being wrong. It has no list of being wrong. It's not keeping up with how many times I violated you. It's not keeping up with how many times I did you wrong. 
as kids know, it does not rejoice about injustice. If you get a payback, if something is going wrong in your life, if your life is falling apart, God's love is not rejoicing in injustice or infliction coming upon you. As a matter of fact, it rejoices when truth wins out. It's rejoicing with truth. God's love never gives up. It never gives up. It never loses faith. God's love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance every circumstance god's love endures them so the reason that um we keep seeing all this dysfunction and relationship in our lives is because we don't understand the capacity of god's love and we can't even emulate that love to absolutely anyone else because we haven't received that love for ourselves. we have been operating in this filios and arrows sexual love sexual love so but we grown sexual love in this filios, this brotherly love, which is only temporary, which is only conditional. God's love, you will know when God's love is present because God's love expresses itself regardless of whether or not the person returns something to you or not. You cannot love me if it is only based on whether or not I return love to you. Somebody asked me one day, they said, how do you know you love me? Because God's love allows me to love you. God's love allows me to love you from a very unconditional place. And if we're going to emulate and we're going to represent the father here on earth and we really going to walk this thing out and we really going to get people saved, we go back to second Corinthians. We're going to go to the fifth verse. We're going to go to the 16th. And it says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. I'm gonna say this again, our task, so before we go into Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, you need to understand your task. What God has called you to do is to reconcile. Now, what he uses to reconcile people to him is your gifts and your talents. You don't get bigger than the reconciliation. The gifts and the talents is just the door that opens to reconcile people back to him. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom. It's a kingdom process so people can walk in the fullness of who God called them to be. But the reason that you couldn't conceive this love is because you've been trying to get this love in your old carnal heart. You will never receive this love in your flesh. That's why I told you, Lord, give me a new heart. Put a new spirit in me. Remove from me the heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh, one that's sensitive to people one that's sensitive to people, one that's understanding, one that's unforgive, that's forgiving, one that's always loving, one that's always hoping for the best, wishing for the best. When you read it in my version of the Bible, it says, and I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart 
and give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my degrees and be careful to obey my regulations. You will, I'm telling you, you will become less wayward. You will be more likely to, less likely to sin when God's new heart is placed in you. Why? Because the word is forever working on you. The word is forever working on you. And as the word begins to work on you, you will find yourself every day becoming more and more like God. What's missing from this world is the love of God. It's the love, what's missing from your life when you keep trying to figure out what's missing. It's the love of God and all those blank places in your heart. You need his love. You need to understand his love. You need to receive his love so that you can reciprocate his love. The only way you're going to be fully effective on this earth that you receive and understand his love. And it's not predicated based on whether or not you've done all the right thing. When the Lord in Ezekiel was talking, he was talking to Israel. He has said this to them in Deuteronomy. And here he is again. And he says to them, I'm not doing this because you've been right. I'm not fulfilling this promises because y'all been on point. I'm fulfilling these promises because this is what I said in my word. I'm doing this because this is what I promise you. And I can't swear by myself and not fulfill what I've already said. So the missing piece is God's love. The missing piece is God's love. I promise you, once you receive his love and operate from a place of selflessness, this thing is going to begin to shift in your life. You thought it was about points. You thought it was about work. You thought it was about your hustle, but it's about your ability. God is not going to allow you to tap into certain people because they're already broken and they need to experience his love more than they need to experience your service and all that other stuff. He, these people, people are searching for love. People are searching for the promise. People are already broken. They need to feel something from God. So God's love is the only love that expresses itself regardless on whether or not you respond or not. Whether you respond or not, that's what God's love is. Patient, kind, jealous, not boastful, never proud, never rude. When we, all this rudeness I'm saying, that is not God's love. All this, I'm gonna tell you, does God's love correct? Yes, but God's love corrects in such a manner that you long to do better, that you wanna be better, that you wanna be connected to him. That's what God's love does. It compels you to wanna be drawn, to have a different thing going on in your life because you're realizing that I promise you, only what you do for God is gonna last. I promise you that. You're realizing that I've been, what I'm missing something significantly. And what you're missing is operating in the heart of God and operate. I, I'm telling you, God's love is the only love. And when we're operating at that capacity of love, does God expect us to? Yeah, it's all in the word. It's what we learn in Ephesians. It's what we're going to learn tomorrow as we learn unity. The reason there's no unity in the body of Christ is because love is missing. Selfish inflated egos <laughs> that's why we miss that's why we can't walk into no unity because we don't understand the picture when you understand god's love the roots run so deep you won't be moved with any you won't move and the reason you won't move is because you realize that the love of god doesn't expire like faith doesn't expire god's love doesn't expire 
God's love. And people are going to be like, well, what about toxic people? And how do I prevent myself from being hurt? You better go get to what this word says about our relationship with people. You better go get to what this word says about our relationship with people. I'm not knocking anybody's belief system. I'm telling you, find for me some of the stuff that we've been presenting and people will tell you, oh, but the Lord gave us common sense. No, the Lord gave us spiritual sense. The Lord gave us spiritual sense. The Lord expected you to act according to what this world says. At any time that you think that you cannot, I'm telling you, this is what he's looking for. People hungering and thirsting. This is what it means when it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven <laughs> and his righteousness, his right standing, what his love looks like, his measurement. Then all these things that man, Ebony, yep, we can't block people out of our life. I've been guilty of it. We got to figure out a different way for this thing. But keep walking with him. I showed you that in Ephesians. Keep walking with him. The more that you walk with him, the more that his spirit, the more you spend time with him, the less you spend time talking, less you spend time judging other people, the more you begin to look like Christ. The more the wisdom comes, the more wisdom comes, then you grow in favor with God and man. With God and man, you'll begin to grow in favor with God's man. But you got to conceive what God's love is. It is not what we've been doing here on this earth. It's not what we've been doing in our relationships. It's not what we've been doing with people. And we keep trying to figure out why relationships and things we are attached to are so dysfunctional. It's because we don't understand what God's love is. God's love is... <laughs> It's high, it's deep, it's wide, it's long. And if he told us to love others and then love other people as ourselves, the only way we're going to be able to love other people as ourselves is if we get rid of this dysfunctional filio and eros love and we find the love of God in our hearts. The only way we're going to be able to get the love of heart is that we get a new, you need a new heart. That that You need a new heart. You don't need this heart you've been operating in. You need a new heart this morning. You need a new heart this morning. And so we're going to end this thing with this. Lord, today I receive my new heart. I receive my new heart. Lord, today I receive my new heart. I, I'm, I'm grateful that you give second chances. Lord, I receive my new heart. I receive my heart of flesh. And I know vulnerability is hard. And I know vulnerability is hard, but if you trust him to teach you how to love people the right way, I promise you, you're going to see a win in this situation. I promise you, you're going to see a win in this situation. So Lord, I thank you. And I receive my new heart. Now show me how to love people your kind of way. I'm receiving this by faith. I'm taking it by faith. I'm, 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 I'm casting out every other thought I had of what love is. I don't even want to love according to this world standard anymore, Lord. Lord, this morning I received my new heart. I received my new heart from you. I received my heart of flesh, not my heart of stone, because a heart of stone keeps you. Your heart of stone keeps you from receiving the fullness of what you need to receive from God. So I receive my new heart this morning. Ezekiel 36, 26, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. This morning, I receive my new heart, Lord. I receive my new heart. Anything in my life that doesn't look like you, any amount of love that doesn't look like you, anything I've resurrected, go re read the parables of the soil and ask the Lord to show you the areas of your heart that does not look like him. And this morning, just 
I receive my new heart, Lord. I receive this new thing that you're getting ready to work in me. I receive this new thing that you're about to do in me. I receive this. Now show me how to love the God kind of way. Show me how to love the God kind of way. Father, we thank you for our new hearts this morning. We thank you, Father God, for establishing us, for creating us a new spirit, for creating us, giving us a new spirit, for creating a new cleaning heart. We repent, Father God, for not loving your kind of way, for walking in unforgiveness hmm, and saying we serve you notice. You no longer have the authority to speak to us about how we're supposed to love. We've received a brand new heart, our new heart that is in Christ Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, teach us how to love. The God kind of way. Teach us how to love the God kind of way. If you're just logging on, go back and watch this. I promise you, God is doing something power, has done something powerful today. Receive your new heart. Ask God to work this thing for you, show you this thing. Be open to receive. The enemy has been deceiving you through people for way too long. And it's time for you to get this new heart in you so that you can be effective in all the areas God has called you to. God is going to release you to do the things that you're supposed to do. He's going to unblock the hindering spirits once you walk into this new heart. He's going to connect you to the people that you're supposed to be connected to when he realizes that your heart is open to receive and to be led by him. Lord, I thank you for this devotional today. I thank you for the word today. Now, do not forget, just drop the link again for those just logging on. There is a video on YouTube. When we shut this down, you need to go watch Matters of the Heart. There are probably some things in your heart that you don't even realize. There are probably some things in your heart and these things in your heart have been clogging you and they have been keeping you from walking in the fullness of what God has called you to walk into from walking in the fullness of what God, you so worried about people and circumstances and situations. God has said, I'm try, I've been trying to speak to you. I've been trying to speak to you. I've been trying to show you this from a different perspective. I've been trying to let you see. I've been, try, I've, I've been trying to coach you through this process. I created to you to reach a group of people, but the only way I can expose you to this group of people is that I'm seated in your heart, <laughs> that I'm seated, your heart, that your heart is there, that I'm seated there. So go, I want you to drop, just, just drop it. Go watch Matters of the Heart. I'm going to try to get it uploaded on my podcast today. I, I hope by faith you've received your brand new heart. We'll be back here in the morning at 5 a.m. I love y'all so much. I love you so much. But more than that, God loves you more than you can ever imagine. God's love is the only love that expresses itself regardless of the response of the person. That's the love he's looking for us to exhibit. God's love expresses itself regardless. It's deep, it's high, it's long, it's wide. It's better and stronger than you can ever imagine. I love y'all. I love y'all. Now go be loved. When I say go be loved today, this is what I'm talking about. Now go be loved today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.